Hey guys, welcome back to Next Level Health and Crypto. We talk about health, we talk about cryptocurrency, and guys, we talked about we've talked about a lot of different things on this on this podcast. I am a man of many interests. Now, this one in particular, this may ruffle some feathers, but I guess you know you got to be okay having your ruffles feathered. Your your what did I say that right? Your <laughs> your whatever <laughs> you know what I meant anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys, sometimes, you know, you got to be able to uh, listen to information and not get butthurt. So sometimes I talk about some controversial stuff on this podcast and you're going to have to be okay with, you know, not getting your uh, panties in a bundle. So guys, what I want to talk about on this podcast, and I'm going to be doing shorter podcasts from now on, probably about 10 to 15 minutes long at most. What I want to talk about today is some exciting news very happy about. And then this is going to get a little bit political. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, you might ruffle your feathers a little bit. So Trump. Oh, all right. I, just, I said that I said the, the, the T word. Oh no. So Donald Trump, right? He, when he was back in office back in, you know, before Biden for a few years ago, he was not super pro crypto. And that was disappointing to me because I feel like if you're someone that is pro crypto, it's likely that you're going to be more on the conservative end of things, just kind of the reality. Like I'm making a generalization. Obviously, there are people who are not conservative who are into crypto, 100%. But if you look at what crypto represents in terms of, hey, this gives power back to people. This allows people to, you know, hold their money in something that can gain value. It's operates outside of governments, right? You know, like Bitcoin is is worldwide. There's no one government that can affect, you know, an alter Bitcoin. You know, China's tried to ban it like multiple times and they just can't. They can't ban it because they just can't monitor every single person every single moment of the day, right? <laughs> maybe they'll invent some technology where they'll be able to do that. If, if anyone's going to do that, it's China. So maybe they'll come out with that someday. But as as of now, the world is a big enough place. There's enough people to where, you know, not everything can be monitored. And that's where crypto comes in because you can hold a wallet, uh, either a, a physical ledger wallet or a hot wallet online that has your key, your, your passcode to your crypto. And you have control over that. And nobody can take that from you unless they were to, you know, put a gun to your head and say, tell me your seed phrase, right? That's 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 literally what would have to happen for you to be able to you know lose access to your your wallet your money, and this allows you to hold your money in a, in a currency that is outside of government control. So you can have assets in your wallet that can go inverse of inflation, and which the, globally you know currencies are inflating globally you know some faster than others. So. Being able to interact in this currency where, hey, I can send it to anybody I want worldwide, no real wait time, no third parties, no no government can say like, hey, sorry, you can't spend that money or you can't send that money to someone or it just it just puts the power back into the hands of the people. That idea tends to be a more conservative idea, right? Liberals tend to want more government control. Conservatives tend to want less government control, less regulation, less oversight. So by nature, crypto 
specifically Bitcoin, is more of a, a conservative ideology. It's more of you're going to be more into it if you're into conservative ideology. So recently, pretty excited, Trump has started to do some, what do you call it? You know, he's, he's obviously going out and trying to get support. And uh, I'm going to hopefully not butcher his name here. Uh, Vivek Ramazway, Ramiz, oh, I'm probably butchering that so bad. I'll just call him Vivek. So Vivek. So I've been a fan of Vivek because he's very pro-crypto, which I think is important. And, you know, everything I've heard from him, he's just a really, he's just a very sound guy, very logical, not afraid to call people out, not afraid to to speak the truth, not afraid to even, I think I saw a, a post where he was talking about even quote unquote conspiracy theories that most people would be like, oh, you know, we can't talk about that. It's just dumb. It's like, no, like a lot of conspiracy theories are actually coming true these days, right? So it takes someone with some balls to kind of point that out. Like, hey, look, Hunter Biden laptop, let's look, you know, or, or stuff like that. So, so he's not afraid to sort of put it out there and just tell you what he thinks. And so he, he personally, if he had, you know, been able to, make it onto the main Republican ballot, he would have been my vote, 100%. Easy, easiest choice ever. A huge fan of him. He dropped out, probably because he didn't think he had quite enough support, sadly, maybe in the future. And now he's working with Trump more, and there's a potentially, you know, he might even be the VP for Trump, which is very exciting to me, because he's young, he has energy, he's not afraid to tell you what he thinks, he's... he's Gonna, he's going to lay it out there. And he has conservative values. And that's what I value. So, but anyway, so he's pro-crypto. So I love that. I think they would be the perfect combination because you have Trump who, you know, he's 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 a, kind of more of a boomer, right? He's older. And so there's value in his wisdom as, you know, being as old as he is and being as, you know, business savvy as he is and having more conservative ideology. But he's been a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to some of the you know, crypto, for example, is a very, it's kind of a young man's game, right? Any boomer I've talked to about crypto is terrified of it because they're just not used to it. And they're so set in their ways mentally with what has value and what doesn't. And that just happens over time, your brain, you just kind of settle into certain things and get comfortable and make patterns in your brain that get engraved. And you just can't really change those very well as you get older. So I'm not surprised at all by people I come across who are boomers and they are afraid of crypto and they just can't, they just can't get, they just can't get it because they're, they're old enough to where their patterns of their brain and what's valuable and what works have been engraved over, you know, 60 plus years. And so the odds of them changing their minds about crypto and wanting to get involved are slim to none. It's only going to happen if our currency gets inflated into oblivion, which it will eventually. Or if they were in another country where their currency was getting inflated to oblivion, well, then they would, you know, obviously people in the U.S. don't really have, you know, we, we still have it relatively good here. We don't have it as good, that's for sure. But, you know, if you're in another country like Turkey, who's, you know, in major inflation or Argentina, who, you know, people are fleeing Argentina because the inflation is so bad, right? So if you're in one of these other countries where inflation is really bad, hyperinflation, then you're going to be more into crypto, whatever age you are, because you're going to be seeing, oh my gosh, I can't buy stuff with my money anymore because it's just being inflated so bad. And I have no control. My government controls this. I don't control this. So you need, you need something 
you need assets. You need things that go inverse of inflation. And you, maybe you know some of these governments too, like China, for example, which you talked about, they're a little bit more controlling. And so they you know, might be able to you know, stop you from sending money to places, right? There's more hoops to jump through. There's more chance that if you don't align with them politically, that they will take away your money or take away your freedom, right? So if you're in other countries like that, then obviously crypto is a lot going to be a lot more relevant to you than it is to people in the US. Now, I think it's going to become more relevant due to as Americans. And I mean, we, we, I've, I li- I'm a listener. I'm an observer. I'm a listener. And so let's say I'm checking out in the grocery store. I'm listening to people. What are people saying? What are people thinking? Guess what I hear come up all the time, listening to random conversations in grocery stores, which I'm in grocery stores a lot because I do Instacart. People talking about how expensive things are now. I've, I've heard it many, many times, just random observations of people. Oh, man, this is so expensive now. Or they're making small talk with the register. Oh, man, yeah, I can't, can't afford this now. Blah, 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 it's too expensive. So even Americans are starting to wake up and realize, oh, my gosh, like things are a lot more expensive than they used to be. And my wages are not rising to meet this, inf- this new infl- inflation level in the U.S. So although we still have it good, we are going to get to that point where even the boomers are going to be like, what's this crypto thing? Because, you know, are their retirement dollars going to go as far now? No, they're not, right? So a lot of people are probably going to have to go back to work, even at older ages, and they just won't have to rely on their kids to take care of medical and different things like that because their money's not going to go as far due to inflation. And I could, I'll quickly go into the, the reason why the U.S. is never going to stop inflation is because we are in a debt spiral. We have so much debt that we have to pay interest on that debt. That's the biz, the, the biggest expense in the US government right now is interest on our debt. It's more than funding for our national defense, more than military, more than Medicare, more than anything else. <coughs> Sorry about that. That is our biggest cost as a nation is the interest on our own debt. And we cannot pay it. We cannot afford it. Even if we taxed our citizens to the max, we will not be able to afford to pay off that debt. So what we have to do to avoid defaulting on that debt is we print more money and we pay off the debt and we kick the can down the road and then the debt grows bigger and then our interest payment grows bigger. And then again, later on, we got to kick the can down the road again, print more money again. So you see, this is a, this is a, a cycle that will lead us to debasing our currency to the point where it will not be viable anymore to where it will not be a world reserve currency anymore. It'll be, it'll be too debased. And that could potentially be the start of the collapse of the U S as a nation. Uh, because once our currency is debased, as you saw, uh, uh, you know, like I mentioned in Argentina, people started to flee the country because they can no longer live because the, the, infl- the wage had not, risen with the amount of the hyperinflation. And so you got people fleeing the country in droves to try to seek better opportunities in other countries where they could actually get by because they were no longer able to get by in their country anymore. That will eventually be the U.S. at some point. I'm, I'm sure they'll try to slow it down as much as possible, but we will get there, unfortunately. Now, I, you know, maybe, maybe there's something that we can do to change. I don't know what that is. I think we're kind of past the point of no return at this point. I just don't see a way to pay off this this crazy debt, crazy interest payments. It's just, it's just not going to happen, guys. So just be prepared for that. 
Um, not going to happen anytime soon, but is going to happen in the future. So when that happens, crypto is going to be a lot more viable. It's going to be extremely important worldwide for people to be able to build and hold on to their wealth when their governments are going to be inflating you know, currencies corruptly, right? The reason why our currencies are getting debased is corruption. That's just what it is. It's people in government saying, we want to spend more money. We don't have the money. We're going to basically rob our citizens because that's what that's what inflation is. It's me. It's it's the government saying we're going to print money. We're going to go spend it on what we want to do. And then by the time that money is all in circulation now, everyone else in our country just lost buying power. They just they can't afford things now. So that's inflation is theft. It's, it's it is what it is. Uh, they can, you can try to dress it up however you want. Um, that's what it is. It's another tax. So that's, that's kind of the problem with the U S and kind of the, what's going on globally too, in a lot of countries. So that's why crypto is so important. That's why it's kind of come here at the perfect time because it can sort of be that conduit where people can rely on something that's not a, not, no, there's no central point of failure, like a government that can just debase it. Right. It's not possible. At least not possible yet. I mean, like I said, anything can happen. Maybe someone will find a way based on the what I know, which I won't go into super detail about what I know about the, the Bitcoin system. Maybe in a future podcast I will. But from what I know, it's it's highly unlikely that anybody would be able to, to take control of the network, I should say. Anytime soon, at least. There could, be a, there could come a point where it becomes so expensive to mine that there's just very few select miners that can afford. And then, obviously, governments could put pressure on those miners to be like, hey, either like you do what we want or like you turn off. So that's, that's, like, my only, that's like my big concern, I would say. Um, but I do also believe that human ingenuity can learn to make things more efficient and can build better technology to make things more efficient to keep up with the the energy that will be required to continue to use Bitcoin. So it's not perfect and there is potential downsides, but it's it's I think it's the best we have at the moment as far as wealth preservation and just something that you can do stuff without governments being like, no, you can't do that, right? And it's important we have that kind of freedom. So I'm super excited that Vivek and Trump are kind of teaming up here. Vivek can kind of be the light into this crypto space, into this, this younger generation and what is working for us now and what we are going through now and what we need now. So that's huge to kind of mesh those two worlds into one. And one of the things that recently came out was that because of Vivek's influence for Trump, he now believes that he's he's said, you know, and I, I do trust Trump's word more than I trust a lot of other politicians' words, because he usually does what he says he's going to do. He said he will not be creating a CBDC, a central bank digital currency. This is very important because a central bank digital currency is, to be frank, the end of financial and individual freedom. It is. Because when you have a government that has that much control over your money that can literally make your money disappear. That's what a central bank digital currency is like a cryptocurrency, but it's like the government creating their own. It's not what Bitcoin is and them keeping control of it to where they, they run the system, right? Bitcoin's not like that. Bitcoin is the founders of Bitcoin basically said, we're going to decentralize this. So they gave away their power to control the network. 
That's what makes it so powerful. This government CBDC would be a government saying, we're going to make our own blockchain, but we're going to maintain control of it. We're not going to let go of that control. We're going to maintain control. So you have, you have a government, could be any government, that now has control over this blockchain system where you get sent your money for doing your work. But now what they can do within this blockchain is they can say, you know what? You're not allowed to spend your money on this, this, and this, right? And unless you have alternate forms of currency or alternate ways to send people money, like, I don't know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, then you, you, you can't buy that. If, if the government doesn't want you to buy meat, then they can make it to where you can't buy meat and there's nothing you can do about it. Or if they say, you know, some carbon tax and, oh, you can only use this much gas per day. Oh, well, that, that's it. Like you, you've lost control over any sort of what you want to spend your money on. It's gone. So in the hands of the wrong government, in the hands of a corrupt, power-hungry government, I mean, you can't, there's nothing you can do. Or they can set it to where your money is going to expire. How about that, guys? How about, how about not being able to actually ever save money and your money actually expires, right? To where, I mean, you have to find a way to maybe like, if it was allowed by what was you're allowed to buy based on the system, you'd have to find a way to buy something that will hold its value, right? <laughs> so you'd have to like find, maybe there'd be a whole, probably would be a whole black market of, you having to look for things, cars, watches, artwork, whatever it is that you can buy with your money that's going to expire anyway to be able to put it into something to where you actually are saving some money. Like imagine you can't save money. Imagine you live paycheck to paycheck the rest of your life, right? You would, you would have to buy, you would literally have to just buy a bunch of stuff and then try to resell it later, right? Because you don't want your money to just you want to use it, right? So it would create a whole another dilemma where you're like, okay, my five hundred dollars is going to expire. I better go buy some stuff. And you can either you'll either just like blow it on like, okay, well, I'll just go live the fast life, go to a restaurant, blow it all, you know, whatever. It's going to expire tomorrow anyway. Or you'd have to like, okay, what can I can I buy some a watch? Can I buy a sh- Nike shoes? Like, what can I buy that will actually hold some value that I can go and like resell later if I want? to like move up in the world and like, I don't know, get a house or get or own, you know, bigger things or be able to invest, right? Like that will go almost out the window or whatever black market you can still use that money to get stuff, right? It's, it's, it's a hellish world when that is the reality, right? That is a central bank digital currency. It's, it's hell. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, a CBDC is literal hell. It's going to, you have no control over anymore. You're not going to be able to own things. You're not going to spend money on things. If you disagree politically with your government, morally, anything, good luck trying to make any sort of stand because then they can just see like, oh, no, you're cut off from your money. We made your money disappear. Good luck trying to eat today. Oh, but if you if you take back what you said about our our governor, our, our leader, um, then we'll give you access to it. So, so good luck ever being able to like create change or push back against your government because that's just not going to be possible anymore with, with the central bank digital currency. You, you good, like I said, if you're going to have to, you know, maybe if you've got your own garden that you're growing or you can su- supply your own food, maybe that gives you some autonomy to where you can, you can, Hey, they cut me off for my money, but at least I have this garden where I can actually like not starve right? Like that's, that's the levels you'll have to go to if you want to maintain any sort of autonomy 
<coughs> in that kind of system with the CBDC. So that's why it's I'm super, super excited and it's super important that Vivek and Trump are teaming up. Um, I think it's it's vital that these two worlds collide and that through through Trump, through Vivek, um, if they do get elected, that we can get some some regulation for cryptocurrencies that will not be too invasive, that will be just the right amount to you know protect people because there are scams in crypto and there are things you have to be you know protected against. I am more on the side of like, you kind of just got to live and learn. And and for, for for example, like I have started my own company called Kryptonite, where I do crypto consulting, where I can help you learn what crypto is, help you set up a wallet, help you have mechanisms in place to where, you know, if you were to lose your key, you have other places where it's backed up to where you can access it, right? Like it does require some extra steps and some some double, triple checking of things. Um, but I want to help people do that so they can have that autonomy and be able to have that sort of freedom. So super, super excited about Vivek and Trump teaming up. And I hope that they can win the election. And there's probably going to be a bunch of people that will never listen to this podcast again because they are they think Trump is the devil and they cannot believe that I would ever say his name or that I would ever vote for him. And... Um, who knows? Maybe this podcast will even get blocked or whatever because I'm conservative, pretty much. So hopefully you're someone who can hear other multiple sides to things, not get offended, not get your ruffle, your feathers ruffled. I said it right. <laughs> I said it right. And you can be objective and just, yeah, allow freedom of speech because that's, that's what I'm trying to speak here, guys. So anyway, that's just a quick podcast, a quick little something I wanted to talk about today. And guys, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to or follow my podcast and I'll have more. I'll try to do this every couple of days. Have a 15, 20 minute kind of podcast about a various topic in health or in crypto, guys. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.